My dear brother bishops, dear brother priests and deacons, fellow religious, brother, uh, sisters and brothers in Christ, beloved seminarians, and most especially those who are about to be ordained as priests. One of my favorite contemporary authors is a gentleman by the name of David Brooks, a conservative columnist for the New York Times for the past 16 years. I often read his columns in order to learn something about the broader culture in which we find ourselves as a church. Uh, he's an interesting man. He has moved from being more or less a secular Jew to, being, to describing, describing himself as a wandering Jew and a confused Christian. An interesting combination. Mr. Brooks has written a new book, which is worth reading. It's entitled, The Second Mountain, The Quest for a Moral Life. He argues that life on the first mountain, the mountain of our human conquest, worldly success and right social circles, is transitory. Some people get to the top of the first mountain, they taste success and find it very unsatisfying. Others get knocked off the mountain by some failure or by some life-altering tragedy. All of us, in some sense, are climbing that mountain. But once they have a taste of the futility of that quest, I begin to quote him now, they rebel against the mainstream culture. They want to want the things that are truly worth wanting. They want to want the things that are truly worth wanting. They elevate their desires. The world tells them to be a good consumer but they want to be the one consumed by a moral cause. The world tells them to want independence, but they want interdependence, to be enmeshed in a web of warm relationships. The world tells them to want individual freedom, but they want intimacy, responsibility, and commitment. That's the end of his quote. It's a very good book. I recommend that all of us read it. Those of us who are serious Christians, and I think that's most of us in this building today, and uniquely the seven men who are about to be ordained as priests, are blessed to be climbing the second mountain right from the beginning. My dear brothers, your lives are about being consumed by God. About a warm web of ministerial interdependence and about true freedom that comes from embracing the cross of Jesus Christ. In our first reading today, 
from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, we are reminded that each of us is a result of a unique moment of God's creative joy. Each of you is a result of a moment of God's creative joy. He imagined you and what you could do, and you came into existence. This should give you great self-confidence, a confidence born of your confidence in God. You should rejoice in who you are and in God's plan for you. You have no reason to fear because the Lord tells us in our responsorial psalm today, Psalm 89, my hand will be with him. My arm will make him strong. He shall cry out to me, you are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation. And he also says, see, I place my words in your mouth. Allow yourselves to be consumed by this confidence in God and you will be a very good priest. Our second reading from the Acts of the Apostles could be considered St. Paul's prayer for priests. He is speaking to the presbyters or the elders or the overseers, the priests, in Miletus. And he's also speaking to you who are, are to be ordained priests today. He says, Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers in which you tend the church of God that he acquired with his own blood. To be a good priest, you must be enmeshed in the web of warm relationships with a community which is the church. A web woven, first of all, by the Holy Spirit, and which consists of your relationship with your bishop, with your brother priests, and most of all, with the whole flock which Jesus has acquired with his own blood. This genuine interdependence between priests and fellow priests and people is essential for the success of your gospel ministry. In today's gospel, some Greek Gentiles, in the process of converting to be Jews, tell the apostle Philip, we want to see Jesus. This is a request of everyone who will approach you in your ministry as a priest. Each of them is saying in a different context with different words, we want to see Jesus. That's what they expect of you. So Philip approached his brother priest, Andrew the Apostle, and they together approached Jesus with a request. Now Jesus' response may at first seem strange. He said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain. 
of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. My dear brothers, if we want to see Jesus truly, we have to, at all times, see his cross. Jesus and his cross are inseparable. Jesus himself is a seed buried in the ground and comes to new life in his resurrection. The cross is a sign of sacrificial love and provides a basic pattern of Christian life. The basic pattern of Christian life is loving self-sacrifice. And all Christian vocations take the shape of the cross. You know, this year, I, perhaps you've seen this before, but this year I saw it for the first time. Someone demonstrated that when you make the sign of the cross, you are crossing out the eye. And that's what Christian life is all about, loving self-sacrifice. That's what's expected of a husband who loves his wife and his children. That's expected of a wife who loves her husband and the children that God gives her. That's what we expect of those who are members of, con of communities of consecrated lives. And it's also true, and maybe especially true, about priests who are to love the church as Jesus loved the church, and he gave himself for her. This cruciform pattern of Christian living is the true freedom shown to us by Jesus Christ which is freedom even from ourselves. Cardinal Robert Seurat has written a new book entitled, The Day is Now Far Spent. I had the privilege of reading it as a reviewer not too long ago. And in it, he says some important words for priests and for you today. This is what he said. Dear brother priests, your mission is to carry the cross into the heart of the world. Your life is centered on the daily celebration of the sacrifice of the Mass, which renews the sacrifice of the cross. Your daily life is a continuation of the cross. You are men of the cross. Be not afraid. With all my heart, as a bishop, I wish to encourage you. Do not let yourselves be troubled by the rumors of the world. They mock your celibacy, but they are afraid of you. Do not depart from the cross. It is the source of all life and all true love. In anchoring your lives to the cross, you settle at the source of all that is good. So, here we are, my dear brothers, at the moment of your ordination as priests. All of us here, your families, your friends, your brother priests, your brother bishops, all of us pray that you will always be conformed by God's love, that you will be consumed by it, that you will always be totally enmeshed by the Holy Spirit, in the web of warm and genuine relationships in the church, and that you will give yourselves totally to the cross of Jesus Christ, who is the source 
of all salvation. As he configures you to himself, he configures you to the cross. Love as Jesus loves, and you will be the source of his gift of salvation for the world. <laughs>